Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode six of the Last Prepper Standing podcast. Today, we're talking about gray man, a topic that's been discussed, debated, and gone over so many times in the prepping community that I decided I had to throw in my two cents too. And I really, I truly, you know, I hope that I introduce some ideas and talk about some things that kind of shed a different light on it for you guys. Um, there's a lot of info out there and everybody's scenario is going to be different based on your environment. And I think that's the most important thing to think about and take away as we discuss this topic. The stuff I suggest for me and the way I approach things might not be perfect for you, but hopefully whether you're just getting started in this lifestyle or you've been doing this lifestyle for a long time, I'm able to introduce some ideas to you that are new fresh, or maybe give you a little bit of a different perspective on it. Uh, But let's talk a little bit about the headlines going on today and what I kind of see going on in the future. I think we're at a point where you can't go wrong. Obviously, there's uh, just instability in the market. Like you wouldn't believe because of all this stuff um, getting ramped up with World War III. We're obviously just going to push the last two years behind us, not discuss it, act like every problem, the supply chain, everything else is all World War III's fault. Not the other thing's fault that's been plaguing us for the last two years. You know, as of Sunday today, March 6th, um, they're talking about oil being at $130 a barrel. You got places in LA where gas is approaching $7 a gallon. So, We have a lot of resources that we can use here in this country, and it should be highlighting to everybody that American independence is so incredibly important. We shouldn't be relying on these foreign uh, countries for any of our stuff, from manufacturing to energy, any of that stuff at all, because it leaves us in a vulnerable spot. It leaves us in on a... And a world stage that we're subject to stuff that we shouldn't be subject to because we have the resources to provide for ourselves. And isn't that what prepping is all about? Having the resources to provide for ourselves. So with the food increasing, the gas increasing, I don't think there's any mistakes you can make. The groceries you buy today on Sunday are going to be more expensive come Friday. So if you have the ability to buy a whole bunch right now, I encourage you to do so. This should be prepping season on steroids you guys should be doing everything you thought about doing starting that garden getting healthier taking that gun class taking that firearms class uh, going out on that hunt so you can pack the fridge a little bit more going to the store and buying deep you we should be doing everything that we've ever wanted to do transferring some cash into um more precious metals, whatever it is that you've had on your prepping radar, you think that you want to do, I highly encourage you to do it because there's so many things shifting and changing right now that it's really kind of hard to get a good grasp on what's next. One of the things I do, and this is the way I kind of forecast and I encourage you guys to do it, but I go through all the media sources. I go from, you know, I like to use Drudge. It's a good jump off point. I start there Kind of go from the left spectrum to the right spectrum, from the far left to the far right, take it all in, make my own decisions and and formulations and proceed accordingly from there. I have some people who are like some, some probably, you know, primary influencers to me, but at the end of the day, I try to make sure that I'm making choices based on how I perceive the information, what I believe is a threat. And only you could do that for you. If you find yourself listening to just one person's voice, one person's narrative, other than God, you're listening, you need to kind of take a step back and think about, 
Am I really having some independent thought? Because independent thought is going to be the thing that kind of really saves us all and puts us in a good position as individuals to, to do what's best for us. Because what's best for me might not be what's best for you. What's best for you might not be what's best for me. And as preppers living this lifestyle, we got to really have the ability to think on our own and act accordingly. So like I said, you know, anything you buy today, it's going to be more expensive tomorrow. It's going to be more expensive next week. It's going to be more expensive next month. There's not really an end in sight. So let's let's go out there and let's do all those things we want to do as preppers now while well, we still can. But let's, let's dig into the topic for the day. We're talking about the gray man. Um, let's talk about, first of all, what is the gray man? Now, like I said, if you're new to this, you may not have any idea what the concept is. When I first started out in prepping, I found out about the gray man. I had to drastically change everything about how I dressed and how what I wore and how I approached my clothing purchases, which was kind of a shock to some people. It was one of those things where like, oh, look at him. He's gone full kook. But to me, you know what? I said, hey, this is some great information. This is stuff that military is using. We were in a very violent area, um, a very kind of dangerous area at the time when I first started prepping that, you know, hey, to be a little bit of a gray man was a good safety, uh, a good way to kind of increase my personal safety and not put myself in a position where I may stand out. And that's kind of what gray man is all about. A gray man or a woman is a person who can blend in with the crowd and be easily overlooked unnoticed and forgotten it's used for personal protection and a way to allow you to move freely in an otherwise difficult surroundings and this could be in any type of environment it could be in a urban environment it could be in a rules environment it doesn't really matter really the gray man is just a way of disappearing into the crowd so you can move unnoticed when a disaster strikes or when things are getting hot and crazy or maybe you got to do some work that you know, it's a little bit in a gray area, pun intended, and you don't want to be noticed. How, how can you blend in? Uh, some tips and tactics that I use is I try to really um, study the area I'm going to be in. I'll do so by logging online and looking at some pictures for local events. I posted on uh, Instagram, Last Prepper Standing, that... Uh, Pictures from a local fair here in, here in my area. And I study those pictures. I look, how do the locals dress? What do they wear? Another thing to be cognitive is the local sports team. What is the local sports team? What do, what do people typically dry, uh, dress in? What's the local high school? One thing I did in the area I'm at is everybody likes to wear the little local high school uh, kind of t-shirts and sweaters and stuff like that. So I've bought some. So then when I'm wearing them, I just kind of look like any other person in this area. I've, I've bought into that completely. It's part of my gray man um, dress and, and apparel. I try to make sure that um, I don't buy anything that's going to stand out. That's one of the things I used to, I had to change a lot when I first kind of moved into this concept of being gray man is I like to wear bright colors. I used to wear all kinds of bright colors. Now it's more kind of subdued, won't stand out tones. I don't got a big red hat on. I don't have a Yellow shoes is just kind of monotone, clear stuff. Now, you still want to have a little bit of style. You can still be stylish and still do all of this stuff. You don't want to go too far to the right and be tactical. I did that at first. I had some 5'11 pants, camouflage, this, this, and that, because I was like, I'm a prepper now. I'm doing this. And it's kind of lost. Like, hey, you know what? I could just wear some regularly nice jeans that 
a proper shirt that helps me conceal carry a little bit. Maybe there's an extra little pocket so I'm able to carry some more gear on me. I'm a little bit more prepared for this situation. I could tone down the bug out bag I have, make it look more like a, a normal backpack. Just the coloring of your bug, bug out bag to, can make a big difference. My backpack to most people until they get up on it just looks like a, a black backpack. But it's not. It's a 511 uh Rush 24 and it does a great job. It does a great job of just kind of blending in and looking like a normal backpack. Maybe you just want to rock a Jan Sport backpack and that's going to be a good get home bag for you. There's a lot of kind of wiggle room with this based on the area, but the area study is very important. If you dress like the people in your area, you're not going to stand out. So you need to maybe kind of be cognitive of your fashion and do you match the kind of area baseline? That's one of the best ways to think about gray man. Are you doing anything to make yourself stand out? Is there anything that you would do to say, hey, look at me, uh, a very political t-shirt could do that. Uh, maybe a sports team that's not the team of the area will really make you stand out. I know that, you know, as a Philadelphia Eagles fan in Dallas Cowboy territory, if I wear any of my Eagles gear out, I'm getting talked to, I'm getting comments, and I'm getting noticed. So it is not a great idea when I wear that out if I'm anticipating having some gray man uh, to my attire. Sometimes you may want to forego gray man. It's not, to me, it's uh, it's kind of like um, 80% of the time rule. I think 20% of the time, I'm not really worried about it. 80% of the time, I'm just doing it naturally because I've, like I said, you know, I've bought the local uh, high school team's clothing and apparel. I've, I've kind of matched my jeans, I've matched my shoes, all that type of stuff to the baseline of the area. So I'm doing a really good job of not standing out. But then, you know, hey, we're going to go to the sports bar, hang out with some of my friends, we're rooting for our teams. I'm going to wear my team's gear. Now we're standing out, right? And let's talk about that for a second, the, the sports. I'm not... I gave up sports for quite a while, but now I've kind of got back into it as a approach for not only gray man, but just kind of OPSEC. To be able to have that low level baseline connection with people um, who are not awake, who are not used to prepping, who don't give any of this stuff any consideration, I don't stand out to them. I don't break any sort of OPSEC rules. I just go along. I, I'll watch a little bit of Sports Center, try to keep up on the latest team's highlights and all that type of stuff. It does help me in my job. It helps me with the camaraderie at work too. So I'm not really like the conspiracy theory guy anymore. Uh, I've worked my way around that. I've worked my way out of that. And it is just a huge benefit too, because now, you know, some of the people who kind of knew I prepped over the course of the pandemic, I've just let them know, man, I've used all my resources. Now that's not true that's a complete OPSEC move, then no one who's going to be in my area listens to this podcast. I'm not worried about it, but you know, I'll throw out a little disinformation stuff too, just to kind of throw people off about where I'm at um, financially, where I'm at with, with our prepping or anything like that. Just like how things are going on in my house, just try to have real low level conversations. And to me, that's part of the gray man is not standing out, not only in your look and appearance, but in your demeanor, your talk, your subject matter. That's all gray man stuff. Just kind of getting a good baseline of what, how people act and how people talk. You may want to adopt, like I got a couple Texas Ranger baseball hats. For if I have to go into a little bit different territory and I really don't want to stand out, I want to be a little bit more incognito, I could throw on some of the gear. Now, it's not my team. I don't like that team at all. But 
hey, you know what? Put it on. I look like everybody, every other Joe Schmo in this town. And that's part of the plan is just to be average and blend in. By blending in or becoming a great man, you will be less likely to be approached by others, which I could attest to. You know, I wear a Rangers hat and nobody really talks to me about the Rangers. Everybody got the Rangers hat. Everybody likes it, right? I wear a San Francisco Giants hat in East Texas. It is game over. Everybody noticed me. Everybody's talking to me. Some people want to make some comments. You know, it's just, it gets a little wonky and it gets a little weird. So really the best thing you could do when you're trying to be a great man is you want to approach it with the mindset that I don't want to leave an lasting impression on anyone. I don't want anyone to think about me. I don't want to have some political statement that's, you know, FJB. Now, now you know, it's getting people's attention. It may be a good thing, right? But now you, you've gained somebody's attention. Maybe depending on your area, it's a very bad thing. You've gained some negative attention. Maybe you've even gone as far as making yourself a target. How many people do we see get targeted for their MAGA hats? That, that was, I have a MAGA hat, wore it to the Trump rally, took it right off after that. And it wasn't because I was being scared of being a coward. I was being aware of my situation. I had went to this event by myself. I had parked a little far away from the event. I had to walk there by myself. So everything that I could do to make myself less of a target, because no matter how badass I think I am, no matter how badass I may be, I'm not going to introduce uh, myself to a situation where I'm going to be outnumbered, outgunned in a sense, and not make it home to my family. Because I think at the end of the day, as preppers, we all just want to make it back to our family. So we got to be smart about what we're doing. Um, if you use that kind of as like, is your baseline guide is I don't want to leave a lasting impression. You're going to do really well at the gray man theory. Now there's some times where I think, you know, the gray man theory, you may want to go completely opposite if things get really, really bad. And I have some like really tactical gear that I'm going to know when it's time to put that shit on. I'm going to know when I'm going to, I'm going to want to make kind of like a show of force look to my appearance, all that stuff. Um, it's something that you have to consider, but you know, anyone could do the gray man. That's why it's called gray man. It's gray man or woman. Anyone could do it. Um, it's, you know, you're just dressing in muted colors. You're not wearing tactical or military looking gear. Um, you walk and you move as naturally as possible. You don't walk around puffing your chest out, shoulder bumping people, stuff like that. You just kind of want to appear average and non-threatening. Um, if you have to move with the crowd, then just move with the crowd, depending on the event you're at or the venue you're at, or maybe there's a little thing going on in a, in a shopping market and, and you just need to get out of there, kind of go along. Um, you know, any weapons or survival gear you have on you, I do my best to conceal carry all the time, even though open carry is an option. I just want to be as discreet as possible. I want to make sure that I'm doing everything that I could do not to stand out. So the gray man theory to me, the concept I'm hoping to introduce to people is to really maybe get yourself some gear that really takes you into the area. Like if the local team's the Cubs, then get some Cubs gear. If even Whether you like baseball or not, that might be a way just to super blend in, super seam average. Maybe, you know, the um, real popular thing is plaid shirts in your area, but you don't like plaid. Well, guess what? You should start wearing plaid. Uh, maybe the mo big popular thing is kind of like the LA hipster look based on where you're at, but you really hate that look. Well, maybe you should adopt that look so you don't stand out. So you don't look like the only person in the area that's not dressed like that. I, I don't think that many people can really make themselves 
comfortable with changing their style so they fit in with the style and the background of where they are. I really had to work on that myself. So I know there's probably some people who struggle with that, but I encourage you to do it if you think it's going to help you. You also have to have some practicality about this. You know, do you live in a high crime area? Do you, are, are you in areas where anything even really happens? Like, do you have to worry about it? I would say yes, no matter what, even even if it's, you know, a low probability, anything we could do to mitigate any chance of anything is smart. But maybe, you know, you do a kind of a cost benefit analysis and you realize that, hey, you know what? I'm not worried about the gray man concept. I know it now. I might want to change a couple of things. I don't think I want to wear my paracord bracelet and my neck knife around everywhere I go anymore. I don't think I want to wear the the come and take it shirt with my my rebel flag on the back of my truck. I don't want to make myself a target. I don't want to stand out like that. I want to kind of be a little bit more in the background because at the end of the day, it's important for survival for me more than it is to be seen and heard. So whether you want to be seen and heard or if you just want to blend in with the crowd, hopefully I've introduced a little bit of kind of what the gray man concept is to you. You could you could kind of build upon what I've talked about. I think the biggest takeaway I want to give you is to really try to match your area. It may not be your sports team. It may not be the high school you went to, but that's the clothing of the area. I mean, plaid might not be your style. Hipster might not be your style, but it's the it's the style of the area. So I encourage you to adopt it and then adapt your EDC, adapt your bug out gear, adapt all that stuff to that. You want to do everything you could do, in my opinion, to not stand out and to not make yourself a target. So... All that being said, I want to thank you guys again for tuning into the podcast. This show is only going to get better. I'm only going to get better at this. I appreciate all the positive feedback. If you're not following the American Prepper Group on Instagram, please do so. If you're not following the Prepping Syndicate, please do so. And if you're not following me at Last Prepper Standing, please do so. I just can't encourage you guys enough to keep encouraging me. It helps me keep going and I love all the feedback. I'm hoping I'm helping. I'm hoping I'm putting information out there that gives you guys kind of the fortitude to keep going with this prepping lifestyle, to live the prepper's creed, and to remember that if we don't plan now for the future, then our future is going to fail. So we, we plan to not fail and we fail because we don't plan. Keep on prepping, guys. It's weird times. And at the end of the day, we're just going to make it through whatever we're going through because we planned, we had some foresight, and we prepared for it.